Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yes, sir. I'm ready if you're ready. Ty, it started, buddy. Oh, well, I'm ready now. And welcome to episode 120. I'm looking at the thing. 127. The yeah, got it Hockey right. Podcast. I got I it right. It. Last week was also 127. We said, but I got it wrong. Last week I was wrong. So my bad. Someone's always wrong. It's an episode, <laughs> okay? Yeah. Who's keeping track at this point? Not us. Not the people who have our contract either. Who contract us out? You know, they don't know Nobody's how many episodes. No one's paying attention to us. Nobody knows. Except for you, lovely listeners. Um, and we thank you for listening. Welcome back, everyone, to the Talking Hockey Podcast. It's your favorite. Producer Luke here to remind you to follow and subscribe on whatever streaming service you use. Leave a review on Apple. Visit our website, TalkingHockeyPodcast.com. And follow us on Instagram at TalkingHockey for daily content. Now, let's get into today's episode with your favorite group of guys, Luke, Eric, Ty, and Martin. Today we are going to do our wide range of topics. Nothing really noteworthy happened this past week, but you know there are still some surprises in the NHL now that we're about what over a month, six weeks into the season. Some and we're going to talk lines. about it. We're going to yeah. talk some hockey. So the first topic, I don't know, I'm just going to wing it here. First topic we're going to talk about is what is going on. I think we discussed it so many weeks before, but Vancouver, and it seems inevitable that Bruce Boudreaux is going to get fired. But they're still playing games. He's still scratching Andre Kuzmenko, who just uh, Kuzmenko, who who just scored a hat trick just two games before. Scratching and their best scratch. young players, yeah. like Hoglander. Hoglander. It, just, it just seems like a mess. He. I don't know what. I don't know what's going on because like Boudreaux's never had this before. He's being like a boomer Since coach I've, right now. Yeah. Last fifteen years. Has there ever been anything like this with Bruce Boudreaux? I no, he, never. He's, he's done weird stuff in the playoffs for sure. For sure. There was this, yeah. There's this one time in the playoffs where he was like playing random ass goalies. He played like three goalies and he pulled, called up John Gibson with like no prior NHL experience for a playoff run. And they he flamed out. And uh, he's never not had regular season success. Yep. Right. He kept Minnesota afloat when they were just uh, what's going on with this team, right? The middling team. He kept them afloat and he had really good underlying numbers, right? With mm-hmm. not a great team. And I think this is the first time he's really struggled in the regular season and had real adversity in the regular season. Yeah, it's bizarre because he, he showed up in Vancouver and they were great like improved massively they were at like 100 over 100 point pace while he was coaching there but they just got him there too late and you would think that with a and you see it a lot of times with mid-season coaching changes when a team gets a full training camp and a full off season with a coach you know generally they have really good results at first yeah but that's the opposite here like this team has just fallen apart i think if you listen to our preseason predictions 
we all thought that Vancouver could be a playoff team. And what's what's the change? Like what what about their team? Did they, they lose started, people? They, no, they just they just couldn't finish games at first, right? Like they kept they blew so many multi-goal leads in the beginning of the year. So if they, they just, lost their confidence, they just had, and that... I think it's just a team that isn't good. Like they have a lot of aging veterans who are have not been good. JT Miller, I think we talked about it, is getting booed off the ice, right? Demko yes. has not been good at all. Um, I think that's a big part because Demko part was really good Demko's last year. Demko's a huge year. part of their team. Like Demko is I mean, a top ten goalie. Yeah, if Demko puts up a nine twenty, like goalie. you would have. Yeah, Demko puts up a nine twenty like you anticipated. Maybe they win three, four more games at this point. But he's been like an eight eighty goaltender. Yeah, I mean he right. he's basically uh, so so this is how bad he's been. He's allowed ten goals more than a say uh, than above expected in eleven games. So basically every single game so far he's let in one goal more than he probably should have. Should have. Yeah, which is a drastic change for him because that's I not think, good. Yeah, that that's really bad. <laughs> that's really bad. And then Spencer Spencer Martin, who's the backup goalie, who I didn't even realize that actually he's been basically just average. He's like zero point two goals from a saved, guy. yeah, below expected, which isn't like for a backup goalie who basically nobody's heard of. Um, that's pretty. That's decent in five games. But yeah, Demko's allowed 44 goals against. It hasn't been good. And then if you compare that to last year, he saved 10 goals more than expected. According to Money Puck, if you look at other sites, they have him even higher, closer to 15. So he was a big help for them last year versus versus this year. Yeah, seems. and their D is atrocious, right? Like Luke Shen's in your top four. That Luke oh, Shen know. is hitting anything that moves. Yeah, in, in that game against the Leafs, he had eleven hits. <laughs> but also, you saw that game against the Leafs. Like I watched it from the second period onward, and they had the puck like the entire entire time in like the offensive zone. Yes, the Leafs do the thing where they just pass it around the perimeter until for and then get nothing out of it. But they were holding onto the puck, and Vancouver couldn't touch it. Yeah, that OEL trade. Oliver Ekman Larson trade is probably going to go down as like one of the worst trades that Vancouver could have possibly made because they basically traded away one year of bad contracts totaling like 15, 16, 17 million dollars for like five more years of one other big contract. contract. Yeah. (laughs) And Garland's great. Like, I really like Garland. I'm a big Garland fan, but. He doesn't he's fit their window. Scratched, he has. He? He's exactly. He's been scratched. He's been stra- well, it seems like Boudreau doesn't like him or something. Yeah, he hasn't been very good this year. He was great last year, um, but yeah, it's like that trade is gonna go down as like a really, really fucked up trade for them because they basically just needed one more year to keep Louis Erickson, um, Antoine Roussel, uh, Jay Beagle. Um, and I think was I think there one more player in that deal? Yeah. I think I think that was that that those contracts totaling like fourteen to fifteen million dollars, and they now they have years left of that contract anchoring their team. And mm. instead of they can't, they and don't they even gave have cap picks. space. They gave up. Yeah, first they gave round up picks, picks too. Yeah, they gave a first round pick. pick. You know, I think Garland's worth basically a first round pick, give or take, if you use him and if he's playing to the way he should be playing. Yeah, but. 
yeah, this trade's looking really, really bad for them. Like, and I think that was like the last thing Jim Benning did, right before. Yeah, last and, big. But thing I he think did. that they really wanted Ekman Larson, right? Like, I, I, I remember hearing rumors of Ekman Larson to Vancouver for like two years, yeah, and apparently, yeah. like, he was only gonna waive his no move clause to go to either Vancouver, or I think it was Boston, and. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's gone exactly as everyone expected. Edmund Larson right? had like, one of the more weird fall-offs that I've ever seen from a defenseman because he was just elite, doing really, really great, and then just fell off a cliff. And he wasn't even, like, 29, 30 when a lot of But he fell off before they traded for him. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah, known. It wasn't, yeah, he was, it was known he <laughs> fell off. He, like, he fell off, like, two years before they even yes. traded for him. Like, it wasn't even, like, yes. he just had a bad year, bad one and a half years. Like, it was, like, two or three years of bad years. But it was bizarre for him because he was, like, 26 when his fell off came or something yeah. like that, which is really unique. But, uh, yeah, that trade's going to look really bad for them. It's, like, th- that whole trade's just, like, completely fucked them all up. Basically, well, and signing, keep continuously signing Myers and stuff to stupid deals. And yep, I mean they have thirteen million dollars tied up in Oliver Ekman, Larson, Hamannick, and uh, uh, Pullman, right? I forget who it was, but someone was linking Myers to the Sens, and I was like, "No, do not! Please I no. will quit! <laughs> I will quit! <laughs> do not do this, <laughs> man! That would be bad." That'd be really bad. It, again, it's just, it's just, it's just a team that it, it, it they fell off from. They, they had some positives going into the year, and now it just feels totally inevitable. And you think Elliot Friedman even said it on one of his radio hits the other day, like it's coming any day now. Are they well, gotta keep wasting. Elliot, Elliot Lilly said like they're probably just not firing them right now because they have good publicity with. Uh, they have good publicity with the Sedins going in, Luongo going in. Shut up. <laughs> Luongo going in. Um, the Hall of Fame, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Hall of Fame. So they have a lot of good publicity going, so they don't want to fire them right now. They'll probably, like, wait a week and then bye-bye Boudreaux, which is, like, a really weird position the, the weird for thing Boudreaux is this... to be in. Yeah. That sort like... of thing. They're kind of. Someone made a joke like, "Are they just waiting for him to quit at this point, <laughs> so they don't have to?" Yeah, pay they don't him. want to pay severance to him. Because I mean, how many coaches would they have contract. on? On they they would probably have Tortorella, Travis they Green, Tortorella, probably. I mean, how long ago did yeah, he get fired? They like signed a multi-year ago? deal with him. Yeah. They signed a multi-year deal I mean, with. There's no there's Travis. no coach cap friendly or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. I still think there's them. something going on like way behind the scenes. Of Vancouver, Vancouver just with broken. That, that ties to Rachel Dory somehow. There's like I, yeah. I don't know. There's got to be something because like she went to the game against the Leafs and she's like, "I'm here to support the coaching staff." Yeah, she said and, Boudreaux specifically. Yeah, Bruce, right? And like, and then someone said, "Stop like doing this for clout," and she's or stop being sarcastic, and she's like, "I I mean this about the coaching staff and only the coaching staff or something like that." And mm-hmm. I don't know. It seems like, I mean, I would say it's a pretty openly petty display of uh, support, but at the same time, I think there's got to be something. What seems is, interesting like, is I team. think fans are blaming the owners more than Boudreaux right now. 
Like I, yeah. I don't see fan. Like I see fans complaining about like some of the moves that Ty mentioned and stuff, scratching certain players, all of that. But I think people are like more mad at the owners for just like just not making Akalini. But yeah. again, at, at the end of the day, it's also like the GMs. I guess the the GM by committee they had over the summer should have traded JT Miller. Should have you know. I guess it was a lose-lose, right? You you, mm-hmm. you trade him away, and then your p- fan base is pissed off because it's like, well, now I guess we're rebuilding. But how good would, like, you know... Yeah, but it'd be better teams. than... Because right now, even if this team was playing up and up to their standards, they're, they're still they're just a, a middling. Team. They're middling. Yeah, they're still a 12 right? like, to Which isn't great for fans. Team. Yeah, I, I think that the team from the like when you're when you're rebuilding a team, I mean you have to have the fan support, and I think they understand at this point because they never did like a big teardown of things, right? They they mm-hmm. tried to pretend like they were good. Yep. Right yes. when Benning took over, and, and they got really lucky that some guys like Patterson turned out to be like almost superstar level but players. But even Patterson versus... hasn't been great. I think he's been really good this year, actually. I don't think he's been at fault at all. I think he's been really solid. I mean, Besser, no. Besser hasn't been great. Besser, Besser hasn't been good. Yeah. yeah, Besser was supposed to be a 40-35 goal guy, and he's just... He has gone. zero goals this year so far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And he's playing on the third line right now with Hoglander and Sheldon Dries, who I have no idea who the hell that is. <laughs> but that's, again, a weird Boudreaux move. I feel like. Yeah, well, like, he's got Ilya Mikheyev on the second line. and Yeah, it's just, just weird. Boudreaux yeah, and that's moves. another weird move. But that if they Besser did, like, has zero yeah. goals, then maybe you're just like, you know, I need to do something to change yeah, so, something. As Ty was just saying, signing Mikheyev to the contract they did is just such a middling move. It's just like, yeah, that's we're such gonna a... We're going to continue like, to be middle of the pack, yeah. overpaying a bunch of players and yeah. hoping. Because yeah. it's like... Ilya Mikheyev is not the type of player you need it where you need it where where you signed him. Yeah. Like you need it another top six guy. And they're trying to pretend scorer. like he is because I've seen their lines and he's played on the I first know, line a couple times. And that's what we just sit, playing on the second line right now. Like it's so, just not. It's inevitable that they're going to fire Bruce Boudreaux. Unfortunate because he's had a very good legacy prior to this, right? But fortunately. I don't know. Didn't work out this year. The thing the thing with the Canucks though is they have an X Factor goalie, which is like the best player to have an X Factor in. Um and like if Demko was playing out of his mind and the players were at least playing average, they could be a little better than middling and actually make playoffs and do damage, but like the other at this point. The, the other that, thing is they I goalie. think the Canucks really needed Quinn used to be Kel McCarr, Adam Fox level because well, he was hurt. there in the rookie seat. Like in the rookie seasons, like plenty of people were arguing Quinn Hughes was just as good as Adam Fox and Kale McCarr. And then the two years after, it's just been a world apart in difference. Right? Two years? Yes. Two years? Yeah. I want, I want to say it was two years. But um, so I th- think the other thing is like they've been hoping for Quinn Hughes to become top two, top three level Probably player. Probably the name, I guess, on that. 
I mean, what? he has 14 points in 12 games this year. Like he's yeah, yeah, he's putting up points. But he's not like like if you look at um, all the different models and stuff. Like he hasn't been good defensively at all, and that's the thing. That's the difference between Adam Fox, Kale McCarr level players and Quinn Hughes. And Quinn Hughes also, I'm pretty sure most of those points are power play points. They're also he has no goals. They're all assists. There you go. So and isn't, I mean, isn't I, don't, I don't really care about the goals part for defensemen, yeah. but still. <laughs> isn't Vancouver's penalty kill like the worst in the league? Yeah, I mean, look at their def- <laughs> players on the defense and you tell check. me. I, I don't know. I don't know if it is, but, uh, you know, you look at that defense and you're like, that's is that surprising? No, I don't think so. Uh, anyway, yeah. On to right. your next, on your next point. Yeah. Well, the ne- the next topic I wanted to talk about was the uh, the you guys want to talk the evolving wild uh, sure list. So they came up with uh, they came out with their like list. I guess it's been enough games now where they can run their model where it's like somewhat accurate to how players have uh, basically performed so far. So guess who the top player is. And this is a guy we were hyping up in the preseason lead-up. Guess who's at the top of the uh, GAR rankings right now? Goals above expected. Above replacement, sorry. Not expected. Jasper Bratt. Jasper Bratt's close. That's a good guess, but no. Uh, Carter Verhage. He's a bounce-back bounce back kid, kid. We hyped him up for a while. Oh. Jack Eichel. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, oh, not surprising. Yeah. I'm not sorry. I don't know why that yeah. thought that I didn't think of that. He has been unbelievable. He's put himself back into like the top five play. I said yep. I messaged you guys this like you did. he has been unreal. He's back and in that top ten, top category. five even ca- top yeah. five conversation. He's on my fantasy team. Yeah, and I think <laughs> that looking at it last year when he joined Vegas and came back from his injury, everyone was like, "Ugh, this isn't looking good." But maybe he just needed a you know. A recovery period, a yep. legitimate recovery period, and Vegas has been pretty much unstoppable. I think they won like ten in a row. And and the great the great thing is he's been really good defensively too. As, like, as, as that's I said, the thing. Yep. At the at the start of the year, hyping him up like it was dumb to doubt him. It was kind of stupid to doubt him. Anyone that Agreed. did like is kind of not paying attention to what he was, how he was touted. There was literally people the year he was drafted that, I mean, it would have been a mistake, obviously, but there was people that had him ranked above McDavid. Yeah. Ho- probably American homers, but yeah, <laughs> is what it is. It happened. <laughs> um, so yeah, like he was, he was just injured. as high, he like was, in any other year. He was other going than first, the Matthews yeah. and McDavid yeah. year. So anywhere between the 2017 year, and next year with Bedard, he would have been first overall. And the basically. Matthews year, he was probably just as hyped. Uh, yeah. like right. He, him and like, Matthews would have been like back and forth. Yeah. It, it was like, like nobody would have been able to tell who they, who to draft. Yeah. And I mean, yes. it was like it was like, McD- yeah, you didn't get McDavid, but you got probably the next best thing—a guy who would go first overall any year, as you just yeah. mentioned. Right. He would have gone first in 2014. 2017, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, just not 23 because of Bedard. That's basically it. And I mean, at this point, it's like he's like probably halfway through his career, but whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's hard to say. Oh, 2023, he would go first overall, but um, 
you know, he he's finally showing. I mean, first he was on Buffalo. Yes, his rookie year was okay, but I mean, Buffalo was never a good team, and you never got to see, never heard much of Jack Heichel. He scored a couple highlight real yeah. goals, but that was it. Buffalo was, and uh, Buffalo was a bottom feeder team, and but they he had was good like, like for a bottom feeding team, he was always like a pretty close to a point per game guy. Like, right, exactly. But I mean, he just had, things, he like had nothing around things. him. Yes, exactly. there was one year where they started off kind of like this year. And then fell off a cliff. I think it was like 2018 or 2019. Kind of it's happening this year as well, but for different reasons. But uh, anyway, it's good to see him and Vegas doing really well. And they, I mean, Vegas took a gamble at the end of the day, right? Like they they, they weren't getting Jack Eichel for several months. There was months. a potential. There were years of potential. There was the potential, there was the potential that. that he had a major back surgery and he may not be able to be the player he was before. But He's come back better than ever. I don't think anyone's I mean, seen something like this before from but, or seen this play from him. But how high a potential is that? Like we're in a different realm of medical stuff, and like it sounds like I, agree, I listened yeah. to interviews I with the surgeon it. with the surgeons, and they were too confident because they their ass was kind of on the line. Like yeah, if their back, reputation was on the line. Then. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, you're these right. guys were like. Yeah, we're gonna do this, and he's gonna be fine. He'll yeah. be. They, they didn't need to go well. on record saying he's gonna no. be fine. There's no. Why? There's they no need. There, no, no, they didn't. They didn't though. Like what? What if they didn't go on record? Like if they didn't come out in public and say, you know what? Like yes. he's gonna kill in the surgery public, and be yes. fine. They could have just said, I don't want to do the surgery, and then yes. not have to deal with the backlash. They're still gonna make four hundred thousand dollars a year, or five hundred thousand dollars a year, or a million dollars a year. However ridiculous amount of money that they're making they jack eichel, make a fucked up. Jack eichel <laughs> isn't gonna fucking change that there's so you're right martin like they were so confident in it like yeah i mean i wasn't really worried about it like there was like it's in the back it of was head, really but. buffalo throwing out shade and it's like you guys are kind of I mean, assholes Buff- buffalo's for... also come back a little strong from that move too so yeah, yeah there's there's a little bit Tucks of that looked real sure. good Tucks look real good from that yeah, trade and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you know, obviously huge loss for them, but they've at least they have some pieces in place now because of that move that have, are helping them out. But uh, to Ty's next point, uh, to the Vegas point, uh, Mark Stone and Shea Theodore are also in the top ten in terms of guy right now. And Shea Theodore has also well. been like unbelievably yep. good. Mark Stone with Jack Eichel. Insane, Shea Theodore, insane. And, and I mean, the the concern yeah. going into, um, the concern going into the year for Vegas, especially, was I guess firstly Eichel's health, and secondly the goaltending. And I mean, well, I think also be... Mark Stone's health too. Yeah. Yes. Mark Stone had tons of injuries over the last two years. Like, is he was he going to be as you know he he's basically been a top five winger in the NHL for half a decade. Almost. Man, what's it? How unforeseeable was this Chandler Stevenson guy? Uh, I know. Well, a I mean, third round pick yeah. played like five years in Washington Did and wasn't special. And now he's their second line forward, second line center, point per game currently, had 64 last year. Like, 
just I'm, out of nowhere. I'm telling you, man, like there's so <laughs> many players in the NHL. Whenever someone says, oh, you expand the league and you're diluting talents and all this bullshit. You're definitely not. No, you're not. You could, not. you could add 10 more teams to the NHL and you wouldn't dilute talent because there's so many guys that if they just get the opportunity – yeah. And get some confidence, so, so. they will blow up. Look at freaking... I don't think anyone saw it with Chandler Stevenson. Nobody like, did. I mean... Nobody <laughs> thought so, but there's always gonna be those guys that will get the opportunity and step up. Like you add ten more teams in the NHL, guys will fill those roles. There'll be people that step up. Who's the kid in Buffalo who's now putting up like 30, 40 goal seasons? Tage um, Thompson. Tage Thompson. He was one of the worst players in the NHL a year ago. <laughs> and now he's he at least was 40, like a first round pick. He was a first round pick. Who <laughs> yeah. looked like he was. Like he was awful. <laughs> yeah, he was god awful for so long. There was like no hope yeah. for him. William Carlson well, like... comes out of nowhere. There's all these guys that will continually and always come out of nowhere because yeah. they're given the opportunity. There's, There's a, a lot of examples. Of guys that don't I mean, get that opportunity. Each year you have like a breakout guy. Like I mean, you, this year Multiple. I guess it's yeah. I mean, Blatt, I mean Chandler Stevenson since he came to Vegas. I think I think Vegas got him for like a fifth round pick from the Capitals, and on the Capitals he was like a yeah. penalty killer, fourth line center. Who thought Jesper Bratt would be a top ten winger in the NHL? You know who did? My, uh, William <laughs> Nylander and Michael <laughs> Nylander. It's exactly a first round, uh, fifth round pick. <laughs> Jesper Bratt. Right. No. Uh, oh. What Chandler yeah. Stevenson was traded for. Jesper Bratt wasn't even a fifth rounder, wasn't he? Like the he was bottom, like a six or yeah, yeah, six or seventh or something like something ridiculous. Look that up, Martin, since you're already on it. And it's, but like, I, okay, yeah. Or, or actually, one more point, one more to point on this. Uh, the other people in the top twenty in terms of guard, uh, Valimaki, so Valimaki, who got tossed away from Cal- by Calgary right. to Arizona. That's a weird one. He's in the top 20, along with Gabriel Velarde, who we kind of talked about before. But, you know, multiple years of injuries and now got an opportunity in L.A. and is just fucking grand with it. Valimaki is like, that's, that's insane. That's a surprise. You, yeah. you know what's under talking? Talking just a little bit about Calgary. Um so they tossed away that guy, but that's because they had so many like young guys, um, and I think he's still not playing, um, and it's not being talked about really at all. But Oliver Shillington is part of the reason they felt that they could get rid of Valimaki. Yeah, he's young, um, and I don't know if you guys know this, but he he's in the program, like the NHL yeah, Players yeah. Association they program. It. Yeah. Um, so that's a big loss for them back there. And it's been very understandably not talked about, but under talked about loss to their team and maybe part of the reason that they weren't doing so well. Yeah. Just, just to throw in that you well, mentioned. Well, since Calgary you brought up away. Calgary, um, Jonathan Huberto hasn't been great so far. You want to pull up his numbers? Cause they are, I think even, good. even, uh, even what's a, the, the Sutter the other day was like, why is he on the third line? He's very blunt in his his press yep, conferences. So one of the one of the media people asked, why is Huberto on the third line? And he's straight up like he doesn't look good on any other line. Because we've <laughs> slotted no, he said because we've slotted him everywhere else and it hasn't worked. Right, exactly. <laughs> That's as like for blunt a guy as who was like <laughs> in the off like before the season started. I mean, firstly there was the hype. I mean, he was traded for Matthew Kachuk and he'd signed a long term double-digit deal 
Yep. And there Huge were the people were even thinking that he was going to be named captain of the Flames. And Do they have a captain right now? No, I don't think no, so. I don't think no. so. Yeah. And he just hasn't been good. Yep. Yeah. And, and I he, think that he's playing on the third line beside Michael Backlund and Trevor Lewis cuz clearly that's what's going to work and <laughs> I like Trevor, I get like he hasn't worked anywhere else but like the solution isn't Michael Backlund and Trevor Lewis. Trevor Lewis they, probably shouldn't even be in the NHL anymore. They have a weird team for Huberdo. I think we said this before. Like I didn't I, think it would be I this I said bad. this in the off season. Yeah. Big part of Huberdo's game has always been Florida's style of play and playing with Barkov. I'm not saying that he relied on that because Huberto for sure could produce it away from Barkov, and he did last year for a good portion. But huge part of Huberto's uh, success came from the style of play in Florida and uh, playing with Barkov. And then on top yeah. of that, I also said style of play matters. And... Uh, Alongside Lindholm and Kachuk and Goudreau or whatever, or whoever's or Toffoli or whatever else, Huberto doesn't have the type of game, or Toffoli and Lindholm don't have the type of game that supports Huberto. Because Huberto is not a puck carrier the way Goudreau is. Huberto is a passer. And Toffoli and Lindholm and Kadri and basically anyone on the Flames, none of those guys are elite, uh, elite puck movers. Or uh, puck carrier, sorry. So he doesn't fit super well in. I didn't think he would be bad. Like I still thought he'd be point per game or something like that. But Probably. I didn't think he'd be a hundred point guy in Calgary the way he would be in uh, the in Florida. The big thing with Huberto right now is he has seven points in twelve games. Like yeah, three good he, games and that turns around. Yeah, exactly. Like he yeah. last year he had like multiple five point games. I'm pretty sure. So yeah. like. He has a five point game. He's at a point per game. <laughs> but that's because that's because that's because like Florida against especially against like bad teams, they, we go like globe trotter mode on them. Yeah. Ripped, yeah. ripped off a whole bunch of points. Yes, I agree. But I still think there's and the big thing is he's now in the West, so playing more Western teams, so they're we, they're the weaker division. They're the weaker. He's conference. playing in the weakest division. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So he has the potential against yeah. those guys to rip off. Again, Huge I still games. think fit matters so much, especially with Huberto and his type of game. And you think he plays on a Daryl Sutter team? Can you think of any creative, you know, passers on a Daryl? I mean, Goudreau is Goudreau has a very similar profile to Huberto in the sense of how they played, but the biggest difference has always been Goudreau will carry the puck from end to end, whereas Huberto will make small little passes. I, like you watch Huberto and Barkov, it's just tic tac toe, tic tac toe, tic tac toe. Flames don't have guys that do that. And Barkov, even if they weren't doing that tic-tac-toe between each other, like Barkov would just carry the puck into the offensive end and then let Huberto do his magic from there, right? I think that a big thing... Um, uh, what was I going to say? For I lost... Sorry. Never mind. Skip. I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> He's too distracted by Matt Murray. That I is, think a big thing, Ty, is your dick. It, wrong. <laughs> wrong. No. Huberto, what was I going to say about him? Fuck. I don't know. Dead All space, right. dead well, space, dead moving space. Moving on, moving on. That, that yeah. a dementia moment there. That's, yikes. Yeah, you're getting old, Ty. 
The uh, other interesting players that were at the top of like uh, the, both actually Dom Lucius and, and uh, Evolving Wild, Evolving Hockey, whatever, both released their rankings at the same time. So Uh-oh. in both their rankings and uh, in both of those people's rankings, Jonas Siegenthaler, who Martin was kind of shitting on his contract, and Dougie Hamilton are both in the top 10 for defensemen as well right now. I just thought it was weird. A they're, weird contract. They're the best. Out. They're argue. They've arguably been the best pairing in the NHL this year so far. Does Does New Jersey secretly have like the best analytics team in the? They in do. The I NHL? think they're like leading the league in um, expected goals per four percentage, like all that. Do you know who they have in their analytics team? Like who's this oh, I mastermind? No, no, I have no idea. I mean, I don't think it was. GM I don't again? think. I don't think anything they've done has Tom been like Fitzgerald. masterminded. I think they've just made decent, smart moves. Like you know, John was Marino Tom was available. Fitzgerald. Grab John Marino. You know, like it, there was a lot of just really common sense moves that I think they made, and they've piled up over time. And we got a. By the way, because we were talking up New Jersey, like I remember going through DMs a little while ago. And we got shit on so hard by both people listening to the podcast and replying to my stories about how New Jersey was going to be way better this year. And people saying we're homers, even though none of us are fucking (laughs) New Jersey Devils fans or anything like that, which is funny. But we got shit on a lot for basically saying, like, New Jersey is going to be good this year. And... They've been great so far. Jonas Siegenthaler and Dougie Hamilton have been amazing. Jesper Brett and Nico Hischier are both in the top ten for forwards as well. So they have four players in the top twenty for or top ten or two players in the top ten for both defensemen and forwards right now. Jeez, jeez. Yeah. They're doing. They're definitely doing well. Um, they definitely have a good tending. team and a good young team. Their goaltending's come out of nowhere as well. Like Vanacek has been like unbelievable. Vitek, yeah. Vitek, yes. Vanacek, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been, and I think Blackwood's been bad. I'm pretty sure. But Blackwood's injured now, so now they have friggin' yeah. Akira Schmid, Akira Schmid, who Schmid, who in that man? Net. This guy literally is the reason Ottawa lost that one game. He Vitek Vanacek got hurt within the last like two minutes of the game, and this Schmid guy goes in. And just has five massive saves in overtime. Still and they have, them. and New Jersey gets one shot and with like thirty seconds left and scores. Oh, so fucking mad. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> well, are, you want to talk Ottawa, or we've talked enough Ottawa for a lifetime? <laughs> um, fire DJ. That's like the only answer. Yeah, you think? I don't know. Like it just seems like they're not. <clears throat> they're like sure they have really bad defense but something about their game just kind of seems to break down and they have really bad breakdowns yeah. and it's all defense like their offense is clicking like like i yeah, sent the have, picture yeah. brady's doing real well Giroux's doing well Stitzler's doing well and they're like you can see it they're playing well even when they're not scoring goals they're passing around they're dominating and like in the offensive end, but then they what, get. To what's the DJ Smith end. supposed to do with freaking? I don't even remember who the fuck's on their defense right now. But like, but what is he supposed like, to do with that? You know, 
But the like other than Shabbat, stupid I mean, mistakes. No. It, literally, show them the video and be like, "What the hell were you doing here, dude?" And then they'll explain, and he'll be like, "No, you're wrong. Like you don't do that again. Like do something not stupid." Is basically what I want him to do. Like I don't know the answer, but I don't think he's very defensive minded. It doesn't seem like DJ. But isn't he knows what he's known doing. for being defensive minded? Like he, no, no, no. Thing? It was always a joke because when this guy was running the defense on the Leafs, that was the worst yeah, was defense bad. I've seen yeah, in my yeah, life. Yeah, you're you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Like he ain't no. Uh, this is NBA, but he he ain't no Nick Nurse. <laughs> Yeah. Nick Nurse and is like the times, best defensive coach in the NBA. How, how many times is Dorian going to come out and say, DJ's our coach, DJ's our coach, we have no coaching? Well, I think they're in a tough spot too, though. With the owner change, you don't really want like dead money on the books. Didn't they just extend him too? Yeah, exactly. That's the issue. Like, I think he has two years or three years extension. And so you have a lot of dead money in coach right there. It's, it was Ottawa always pretty weird that they that they wanted DJ Smith because I think after that, it was what, 2019 or 2018, 2019, whenever he became coach of the Sens, like it was like they didn't even interview anyone else or consider anyone else. It was like as soon as the Leafs lost in the playoffs, the offseason began, it was like DJ Smith's going to be coach of the Sens. And then well, he was. The, the problem with the Sens and coaching and hopefully with new ownership, this changes is – not only have they cheaped out on player contracts, they they majorly cheap out on coaching and front office. But that's another story. Front office uh, for sure. <laughs> but they they cheat they nor they regularly have a bottom five paid coach in the league, and they you see the results. Like coach. Yeah, yeah, but you see the results. Like there's a reason they're bottom five paid. Like if they were better, they'd get bet more money (laughs) and my buddy nate's like i don't even think i don't think dj is even a top 32 hockey mind like maybe not even a top 40 yeah there's probably plenty of assistant coaches that are yes better yeah better suited let alone college let alone like guys not coaching right now like julian's not coaching yeah Um, oh yeah there's a whole bunch of guys just not coaching currently. Yeah. Like Babcock. But like Julian, you're not like Ottawa's never gonna get because he's like a five million dollar coach and they're never gonna pay yeah. a coach five million. For sure. Moving on to a different topic. Kale McCarr mm-hmm. needs two points in his next seven games to be the first defenseman in NHL history to record two hundred plus points before he plays two hundred games. Jeez. It's insane for a Jeez. defenseman in this day and age. Yeah. Yep. Lower scoring era. Is he like locked in Hall of Fame? Yeah. Uh, ever since he came to the NHL, like he came for this one <laughs> playoff, like the is. one playoff run for the the Avalanche. Like he's just been unbelievable. And I think That's everyone it. was looking at that pick. I think what went third, fourth overall in 2017. Mm-hmm. And it was out of a out of not a top junior league, right? He, play, he was playing in the yeah, BCHL, OJ, or, BCHL or the AJHL. No, wasn't it the Alberta yeah, AJHL? Yeah. So not the WHL, not NCAA, not playing in Europe. He's playing in like a level below yep. junior, which right? some people do on purpose in those leagues. 
so they can go. I think he wanted to go to the NCAA. Yeah. Right. And I think yeah. if you have CHL, if you're playing for if CHL, you have team, CHL you do that. yeah, you can automatically, which is really real dumb. dumb. That's a whole other really thing, yeah. dumb. Like that's really aggressive from the CHL. Yeah, like um, I almost understand the whole AHL thing, but yeah. Where you can't go back to the, you have to go back to the CHL. Instead yeah. You of the can't AHL. play in the AHL if you're, yeah. Yeah. Um, but NCAA is a whole other thing. My, all I would say on that is yes, Kilmacar right now would be a lock. But Eric Carlson, like six years, six seven years ago, was a lock too. I think Eric and Carlson then, is also still, he's a, still lock. a lock. I mean, yeah, he's also right now ranked number one yes. in terms of defensemen on. Yes. On uh, Gar, and he's, he's number four on... Um, but there was a point there where it's like, holy crap, if Carlson finished his career doing this, it's he's definitely not first ballot anymore. Like, he was... Yeah. Well, he got... He, I think he would have been automatic first ballot yeah. if he got the two Norrises he got robbed of. Yes. Oh, if he For had sure. four... If he had four Norrises, yes. Yeah. Because I mean, he got even robbed two. in the Drew Doughty year for sure. Like what he had like he had the most assists in the league. Yeah. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Most assists out of like forwards and defensemen. Uh, and he had eighty two assists or something. Drew Doughty because of his career. Like basically. That's the only reason Drew Doughty got it. It was yeah. just like, oh, he finally he deserves one. And then there was one other year, I think can't remember who it was. I can't remember remember if it was Subban or Duncan Keith or someone, they won it, and I was looking at it like, no, nah, I don't think I Carlson probably deserved that one too. Um, well, even that year that uh, in 2016, Carlson probably deserved the uh, what's the it, the Con Smythe, yeah, the yeah Smythe. playoff MVP, didn't make it to the finals, but you know, just it's just he he's pretty much a lock, I'd say, and it's the unfortunate Achilles injury he had, he was never the same coming back from it. But I think he's pretty much a lock. So was so are guys like Duncan Keith and Shea Weber probably, right? Yeah. But I think he's up there with them. And I mean, right now he's. Uh, I think we, we mentioned it a couple of weeks ago. Like he's had a career resurgence right now. Yeah. Twenty-two oh, points in seventeen leading, games. He's leading playing twenty-six minutes. Twenty-six yeah. minutes a night. And I mean, That's it's incredible. what he's playing on San Jose doing whatever. Who cares? Ten goals. He's gonna get yeah. traded this year probably. They're gonna try to. That's the smart yeah. thing to do. And uh, but I, the smart, smart team's gonna look at it and they're gonna say, okay, can we handle Carlson for the next four years at eleven million? Probably no. not a single well, team is able to do that. Unless San Jose like, is gonna have to eat some of that, and they'll be okay with it because they are not gonna be good in the time that contracts no has left. Like, and but they have to smart, sell high. But also a smart they team have isn't to sell high take... on this. So a smart team isn't going to take Carlson. Like Carlson isn't going to keep up this pace. I think he's, it's he's like, not going to have. He's not going to score fifty goals, <laughs> you know, or forty goals or thirty goals. Like he's going to end up with twenty probably, maybe no, twenty five, maybe twenty five if he continues his hot streak a little longer. But if that wins you a cup, who cares about the rest of the four years? And Carlson could do that on one of these good teams. Yeah, for sure. I think, but ugh, but San Jose has to eat like fifty percent, which maybe they won't do. Yeah, I don't think they'd be willing to. 
like 50 percent on four or five years years. yeah Yeah, it's it's a lot and you can only eat a certain amount of contracts too like Mm -hmm. you can only have a certain amount of contracts i forgot about that like retained i think it's only like two so they might not do it (laughs) um yeah he's ranked fourth right now the other interesting one on this list is brady shea who's ranked number three I don't know why he is. I'm guessing it's his his defensive numbers because his point numbers are just seven points. I watched him games. before. I watched him on Carolina when the Leafs played him, and I was like, this guy's not good. But anyway. Yeah, I don't know. He, it, there's a big difference between Dom's rankings and the Gar rankings. Um, like, Gar doesn't even have him in the top ten, but yeah, it's weird. Just thought it was worth pointing out. Uh, do you guys want to talk uh, the Wierenski injury? Well, oh, it screws Johnny, Johnny Goodrow. Johnny Goodrow was screwed <laughs> to begin with. Right? But, but is he screwed if they end up with Bedard? Is he? Or did he make a really good investment? <laughs> yeah, but with the, with the odds, the way, and he absolutely yeah. did not predict this. Like, no, 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 do didn't. not give him credit for saying that because he thought he was going to go there and they'd be good. Mm, yeah, he did. For sure. He went there because his buddy Good Branson went there. I'm pretty sure there had, there had to have been something because that's the only way Good Branson makes sense there as well. Yeah. Speaking no, of Good Branson, he... he's bottom three. In terms of defensemen, <laughs> for their performance on Dom's making list. making four million dollars. That's per year. <laughs> for four years. He's the, he's the third worst. I think the worst is Klingberg right now, actually, which is a whole other thing. Shocker. I mean, I I didn't like Klingberg. I knew he was. You I never knew he was Klingberg. washed. Yeah. 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 But Good Branson's number three. Wierenski's out. Wierenski was a top ten defenseman this year before getting injured. Like he was really good. He was actually Line, really, really he's out good. for the year. Line is out Line as well for a couple months, I think. I think he's. I think it's only three to four weeks. I well, thought. he came back and yeah, and he came sucked. back and then got injured again. Yeah, and then got injured again. Like Line was not playing well before he started. Second, he had a good start to the season. What the two games and then yeah, he got hurt games. and then <laughs> came back not well and now was out for a long time. <laughs> Uh, it's almost deserved. Goudreau almost deserved Goudreau, this. Like, <laughs> Goudreau had, well, Goudreau had a funny quote, and I want to find it because I, I actually laughed at it. So he was basically he was at uh, playing at the um, against the Islanders, and uh, this past Saturday actually, and every time he touched the puck, he was basically booed by Islanders fans, and he was just like, "I was talking to my coach after the third shift, and I was like, I don't get it." I didn't talk to the Islanders once throughout the whole of free agency. <laughs> it's just like, why are they booing me? I didn't even like entertain. Go, go. Maybe that's the issue, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and then like the meme is like, have you guys seen the, I don't know if you guys have watched uh, Mad Men, but it's like the meme where the guy says, I feel bad for you to Don. And then he's just like, I don't think about you at all. That's <laughs> 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 just what Goudreau basically said. He's like, I didn't even consider you guys. Like, why are you, why are you booing me? I I found that, <laughs> found that hilarious along with good Branson being the third worst defenseman in the <laughs> NHL this year, which is exactly what you would have expected. Like, I don't, I think if any of us were to play his butts, we would have guessed you'd be bottom 10. 
if not bottom I mean, five. There's a lot of defensemen in that NHL. I don't know about. I don't know. I think yes. if, if I had like a hundred, if I could bet for the worst defenseman in the NHL, I would have put like a hundred bucks on Good Branson. <laughs> I don't even give a shit about the odds. I would have put because he's on a bad team playing bad. Yeah, like that's the worst combination. At least if you're on a good team and you suck, you can you get hidden a little bit. You know, you get covered. You play with a good player, all that kind of stuff, and you can get hidden. He's just out there exposed, and Warenski's out now, so he's gonna get he's gonna be shown to be even worse, right? So that'll be uh, that'll be fun. There are other little th- I don't have. Have you guys seen like this whole like Matt Kachuk and Hank Green beef on like Twitter? Have you guys seen no, this? No. Do you know who Hank I Green is? I did see that. Yeah, I know. This, is a, this is a Luke topic, yeah. Yeah, this is a Luke topic. Yeah, we're getting Luke involved. Get Luke involved. Is this involved. the first time he's speaking? <laughs> Bring Luke made, back. Made comments. <laughs> Make Luke great again. So basically, Hank Green is a huge YouTuber. Martin Ty, you know who he is, right? I've heard of him. Okay. Uh, yeah, John Green's brother, Falden Our Stars writer. Hank Green's like his brother, and he's like a big YouTuber whatever runs a bunch of stuff i used to watch them all the time for like scishow and crash course and all that stuff because all that stuff is useful for like getting through university courses <laughs> um but he basically started like just randomly i've never seen him tweet about hockey before and then just randomly tweeted about how mac chucks he hates mac chuck and then he started bringing up the whole uh mac chuck stick to jonathan quick's face um a couple weeks ago and then he's just been like shit talking Matt Kachuk ever since on Twitter. <laughs> it's been really entertaining watching. And I was just like, hey, this is the this is great. Mac uh, Hank Green's probably followed by more people than any NHL player. So it's funny that he's tweeting about him now. Yeah. How are you shit talking him though? He's doing unreal. <laughs> he is doing he is killing it in Florida right now. What what's he at? What is, Seventeen what is he? and thirteen. Yeah, seventeen points and thirteen. Yeah. Well, he 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 had that whole instant of poking quick in the eye, and that's probably where the the Hank Greens. That's where the that's where started. yeah that's what he was saying. Yeah. He was just like, that's not hockey, which I I think we all completely agree with. Like it was fucked up, and he should that's have been dirty, suspended yeah. multiple games. Yeah. If not like ten games or something like that. Like there's way worse stuff. Way less worse stuff that gets more bigger suspensions than what he did yeah like because it's like under the radar and again using your stick as a weapon which we all remember i don't like mm-hmm. um going oh, after like a goalie's eye which is for any player like that's kind of a very important tool and, and let alone to do a it goal. like ac- looking accidentally yeah and I didn't mean that's, to do that. Yeah. That's dirty. That's the other thing I, I wanted to. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Continue. No, no, continue. No, I'm switching topics. If you have anything else you want to no, say, no, I'm, I'm done. Yeah, I I just wanted to talk one other thing, and then you know, if we want to cover some other, I have other little things, but I wanted to talk about Detroit because we haven't talked about them since the off season when they made a bunch of those moves in terms of uh, you know they brought in uh, a bunch of guys to kind of bigger contracts. I'm blanking on names right now. Um, uh, Former Rangers dude, David Perron. um, I mean, uh, it wasn't a Ranger. No, no, no. There's another former Ranger. 
Cop. Andrew Cop. No, he was a former, former Jet. Winnipeg, then likely, yeah. Ranger. Then Ranger. Andrew Cop um, yeah. and that? David Prom were the two big Sherratt. ones. Yeah, Gerard was a complete disaster of a move. But Huso, they brought in. Really, Huso, yeah. So they made a bunch of big moves this year. And Larkin, Dylan Larkin, has been killing it this year. I mean. Basically so far. You know who's killing it even more? Kubalik. Kubalik. Yeah, Kubalik, too. Yeah. Dominic Kubalik, yeah. Because Chicago didn't want to pay him two years ago or last year or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. Well, the, the thing is now, because Larkin's contract's up after this year. So, the, and he's having like his best year ever, probably. He's probably going to end someone, up his best year ever. So, as an aside, Detroit's in an interesting to, position. Sorry, Tag, continue. Someone needs to like do an analysis of, of players' performance in contract years. And then after signing like a long term deal. Oh, I always in fantasy hockey, I always grab players that are heading to free agency and don't have contracts. Like because you always get these breakout years. Yeah. Guess who I have? I have Larkin too. (laughs) (laughs) So Martin's fantasy team's doing good this year. Good job. Uh, It's doing okay. I've I've said it several times about Detroit. I feel like I repeat myself a lot these days, but like he like Detroit's team has some pieces, right? Mm-hmm. And some prospects coming up who look legit. Like I think we, Lucas Raymond had his breakout. I don't think Raymond's been good this year, right? But you have Larkin. No, yeah, have, Raymond. You have Raymond. Raymond's you have regret. you have Cider. Yeah. You have Edvinson, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's the rest of the team is like, what are you doing there? Yeah, it's very. Right. Cider is also not doing great. I know, but still, like, and I mean, he remember they, they everyone was going into up. this year as he's a top ten defenseman. He, That's like yeah, classic Norris. Hype. He was he was like one of the top ten in terms of this odds is, for the Norris this year. This is based a off of a good rookie season, not an amazing both, rookie season. Both those guys are classic uh, sophomore slumps. Yeah, very right? classic like, sophomore slumps. Yeah, and they'll probably another thing I never do in fantasy hockey: yeah, draft just, a. Sophomore. sophomore never right. never i never especially on a bad him. team unless he's connor mcdavid or something like or austin matthews, matthews or something yeah. you don't draft a sophomore especially on a bad team though bad yeah because but detroit, detroit start, bad this year oh they started out well that they have now have a minus goal differential mm. they're almost at 500 hockey yeah but they haven't been like bad they've just been mad they're they've they were. They are actually. They've been exactly what you would expect Detroit to be, which is met. Yeah. You know, like that's what that's that's what they, basically with the moves that they made, that's what you were expecting them to be, right? They don't make the the people they sign are just like, why are you signing Ben Sherratt to a multi year deal? Yeah, do you really think that's gonna fill out your roster? Yeah, but the reason I wanted to bring up Detroit was because Dylan Larkin's deals finish this year he's gonna have to get like a massive extension i'm talking nine mil plus i mean i guess for dylan like and if kadri got what did kadri get um someone remind me at 8.5 got seven years yeah at 8.5 or something like that no 7.5 i feel seven seven something okay seven year seven year 49 million yeah and but and i think part of that is because he waited so long if he signed earlier he probably most likely would have got more i think he larkin's probably set for like nine mil especially if he oh, continues the but larkin's right better now. larkin's, larkin's better. a first exactly. first line center agreed yeah, audrey's like a known second line center 
Yeah, and he's younger too. Yes. Um, lot but, younger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, not a yeah yeah. So four, a good four years. Yeah, four years. Four years. years like four years. But he's been also twenty ninth among forwards and expected goals above replacement since the start of last season. Which means he's been ahead of like Sebastian Aho, Nylander, Rantanen, Kucherov. Like he's been better than a lot of those players over the last two years. Which means he should be getting nine million plus. And if Detroit locks Larkin in and it's nine million plus, plus if you look at their cap friendly, like their whole cap situation is fucked now. Basically, yeah, Iserman. Yeah, I'm not the Iser plan. This, this is a weird. It's so like, opposite of what he did with Tampa. And yeah, it's like sense. GMs. It was doing... like I know Tam- we're bad. We continue to be bad until we have the pieces, and then we're good. You know? Yeah. Like uh, I, I have it somewhere here. Yeah. So 2008 grabs Stamkos, Headman, and then 2011 got you know. Uh, I will I say know, a lot of his, a lot of his deals are very short. Like that, the the real bad one is Cop. Like he's Sherrod. Sherrod too. Yeah, that was a stupid one. Um, but the the real bad one's cop. It's long and it's not looking good. Like cop's not and it well, was cop's for, always been of, a role player. Yeah, so it was really kind weird. Of foreseeable, kind of foreseeable that he wouldn't be great. Um Peron is only two years yeah. at four point seven. Yeah, so that's like, not that's that not, bad. And he puts up terrible. like a good And you can trade him next year if yeah. You're still not even in a good spot. Um, and then that's four mil off your books right there. They got their defense is pretty much all one year. Like they're in an okay spot. The 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 Sherat and the cop ones are the real dumb ones, and they were completely unnecessary. Yeah. Realistically. Like they didn't need yeah. those players this year. Yeah, and he did, and they could, just started getting rid of the guys that they they didn't the pre- need. Yeah, exactly. that um fucking what's his name, uh, Edmonton GM, uh, blanking, blanking, blanking. Shirelli? No, no, they're oh, the current GM. Uh, current Holland. Holland. God, uh, yeah, fuck, I'm like Sorry. blanking on everything today. This is brutal. Uh, Ken Holland signed a bunch of those shitty ass contracts that are finally starting to expire, and then. I don't know. It's just weird what what Eisenman uh, is doing right now. Like it doesn't like, seem like he's putting them <laughs> on a path to success. With Tampa, it was very clearly defined. Like they drafted really well, they bottomed out. They knew they weren't good, and they continued to be bad up until they got the pieces that they needed to be good again. He made the smart trades. You know, great development system from within, and it just seems like, uh, you know, Detroit's drafted well, but other than that, it doesn't. Detroit could like- still and probably will work out pretty well. The other thing that went really well with Tampa, and it's the biggest X factor always, is they got Vasilevsky. They got Vasilevsky, <laughs> and they had Stamkos and Hedman. And that's back-to-back drafts. Game-changing with a goal, uh, the best goalie in the league at, at yeah, his yeah. time. Like it's, yeah, in 2014. And completely unpredictable what they drafted him in the third round. Like No, no, no. They drafted him first round, but at the end, like 20-something. Yeah. But how sure. many first-round goalie picks don't do anything? Like, don't yeah. even make the NHL. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I agree. So it's, Agreed. it's just like a complete crapshoot with goalies, really. 
and they yeah. got but the, they but Tampa did there. bottom out for a while. Like within like five six years, they drafted Stamkos, Hedman, uh, Sergachev. Oh, sorry, not Sergachev. Uh, Druan, who they traded for Sergachev later on. Like they grabbed a lot. Which was of a huge move. Like that's, that's you play. Yeah, you played Bergevin on that one. Like that's a huge. Oh, yeah. Game yeah, like he one. got completely ripped off. For sure. Which Eiserman could still foreseeably do. Like he, he could yeah, make a move. But he hasn't like, made any of those moves yet. No. And it's still early, it's so still I get it. It's not you, time you get... yet to do that. I mean, I think it is. Like there's al- not... it's always the time to trade a player that's, you know, meh yes. for, you know, what you really need. But yeah. I think the biggest issue has just been like, I don't see like the value contract like the the cap planning that i saw with tampa i mean kuba leak tampa's cap kuba leak is a lot better is a huge hit yeah and that's a big trade deadline piece for them too because he's only on a one-year deal isn't he it's two but oh, at 2.5 so 2.5 like that's yeah. a that's he's over a point per game like i yeah. obviously i mean don't he's think still he'll got stay a value like that. yeah I don't think he'll stay like that, but like that's a huge and yes. people would trade for him this year, and they probably do what they did with Heigl last year and trade more for him. Yeah, because you have him two years at uh, for an additional year at two point. That's true. If he if he continues it, yeah, they yeah. can trade him. They can trade that next year the deal too and get like. Kaiser plan is still in place. I don't know. He did some questionable I just, shit. I just but... think like they need to bot. They needed to bottom out this year and get like one of those top three top four guys. It still could happen. <laughs> it still could happen. Yeah. But I think the moves you made were antithetical to that. Like Yes, they were. Which is the yes. weird thing. Like I think they needed one more year, get another top three, top four pick, and then they can they could make these exact moves that they made. Which you might got ownership pressure. Like you don't know what's happening, right? Like you don't know if the because the guy in Detroit's been I assume it's the same owner that was there when they went to the playoffs for 20 years in a row yeah and now he hasn't been to the playoffs in since they weren't there and he's Mm -hmm. like probably wants some results (laughs) yeah and detroit isn't exactly a buzzing team yeah yeah that's another issue detroit Detroit, sorry detroit as a city is not a buzzing city yeah (laughs) plus all their sports teams suck like the tigers not great the Lions perpetually suck. Um, the <laughs> yes, Pistons, there's a little bit more pressure not, there. The Pistons, not great. And yeah, Detroit yeah. Red Wings haven't been great since the 20 years kid. So, yeah. Anyway, it's time to go, everybody. That's I all I had. Yeah. Martin was well, buzzing today. Martin listening. seemed very passionate yeah. today. I don't know. He did. Uh, didn't he? Yep. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Thanks. Bye. 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 Thank you everyone for tuning into this week's episode. We love and appreciate each listener that sticks around to the end. With that comes reminders to leave a review, press follow on those streaming platforms, and make sure to head over to Instagram to follow Talking Hockey. We're on the road to 30K and we can't wait to continue to build our audience. Luke, Eric, Ty, and Martin signing off. We'll see you all next week.